Winners is drugs. Oh yeah, the suits idea. Oh yeah, we should talk about suits. I was like, this is my highest idea. Yeah, I, yeah I, I saw that. I'm like, he's just high right now. No, but here's <laughs> the thing. It's actually like, because I learned something that like 40% of creators are going towards like not using their actual face anymore. Oh, because like yeah. people want to be telling your friends that you saw me doesn't mean anything. But I, like, like go tell them that story. They should just believe you. Yeah, yeah. Don't come harass me. I'm a person. Let me be a person. But isn't that like the the cost of like you become a public person, right? But when, that's what I'm saying. I, I I hate the idea of that. That's why I would never ever put my face on anything. Yeah. It just it it wouldn't ever be a I, I've thought about this so much, right? Because well, it's like what would I what would I be able to tolerate? There are programs where you can have a an avatar that kind of tracks your face and yeah, yeah, and yeah. talks. I would be okay with that more so than floating suits. I, I don't. Here's the thing: floating suits are genius. Well, okay, I'll say this: if I don't have to wear a suit, I'm in. But the, the actual oh, okay. wearing of a suit, I don't want to do that. Oh, okay, see, I don't, that, I don't that's part suit. of it. See, it's either I was thinking about this: it's either you go. To a thrift store and find insane suits, right, right? Right. That are these floating suits, but like it would also be you could also have it make make it even weirder too. Like it could be the one of the weirdest looking podcasts in the world because, like, for example, you could you could cut <laughs> in your green man suit. Yeah, you could cut a hole in the top for like like think how long my hair is like right now. Oh, I could yeah. just make it like insane. So it's just a suit and a hair. And floating red hair. That's insane. But we would have to wear, yeah, we'd have to wear and like And then we green. could maybe cut eye holes. It just like, it would be weird. Like, like, you know that, you know that kind of meme that's like the eyes and like it just, it just shows your eyes and mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> and they show like it react. It's so weird. I just think there's that's like kind of where the internet's at, but yeah, but I don't know. Like it, it's it's one of those things where um, the setup is is not is too much for what we're providing, right? Oh, absolutely. Like people would be like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is this thing is crazy," and then we're just talking normally, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> where's like the craziness?" Yeah, right. That's yeah. that would be my concern. Yeah, we're not Jake Paul. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I haven't heard his podcast, but I'm just I'm just saying he's all about like we're setting things on fire in a pool. It would be more on brand for him. Yeah, like I've seen podcasts that were animated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, n- not in, not specifically the Netflix show. That one's actually that one is completely different. But I've seen ones where they just animate the people sitting around talking, right? It's like it would be like you're filming a podcast. Yeah. But, and I found it a little off-putting at first because animation in my brain just expects there to be more happening yeah. with animation. But after a while, I, I guess I got used to it. Right? I, yeah, that's the thing. I watched the whole... Um, so I had listened to the Carl Pilkington, like Ricky uh, Gervais 
podcast, whatever okay. yeah. series on uh, the original like FM, and they turned that into a show on HBO. They took clips from that, and then they yeah, I, know, I saw, I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, they made like an animated show, and I was like, oh, well, how is animation gonna like add to this? But it's like, yeah, I don't know. You get into it, it, it does add something. It, yeah, like, it's weird. We weirdly like make anything kind of human, you know? Yeah, didn't Dan Harmon also try that? Harmontown, um, I think they did. I'm not sure what Harmontown is. Um, it's all good. No, you should twist it so it's straight on, like this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Dan Harmon is the creator of Community, and uh, uh, no, I know that. I just don't personally know what Harmontown and. Yeah, he has a. It's it's basically they play D and D in front of an audience. Um, oh, okay. So he tried to. He, so it's very popular. I, I'm not into it. I don't Dean. I would love to be into D and D, but I'm not. So, yeah. um, but they did a, they, what they did is they animated the, cause D and D you're role playing. And so they, they animated the story that they're, they're playing through the D and D game. Right. Right. That's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. I try, I've tried to get into D and D like that was one of the meetup groups I went to when I came oh, yeah. down here. Yeah. But, uh, the first group I went to was like, dude, you guys have not socialized with normal people <laughs> in years and not in a cool way. Yeah. Like in a, you guys watch Fox news. You're saying super racist things you think are funny. Uh-huh. Like I literally, I was, I got up and left, like, I don't know, not that long into it where I was just like, oh, I feel ill, you know? Yeah. Because I just, I couldn't take them with these racial jokes with their friend because I was like, these aren't, they're not good racial jokes. Do you know what I mean? I could tolerate good, yeah. yeah. like, I could understand very good friends having a good rapport with each other. Right. That was not this. This was... This guy is basically being picked on and he's just kind of going along with it because he likes playing D&D or whatever. Or yeah, totally. Whatever, whatever's incentive to tolerate this shit is. And so like I've just come to Calgary. I've just driven to like I don't know any of these eight people. It's like what, what am I going to do here? So I, what is a, what it, in your mind is a good gaming atmosphere? Like board games. People D&D. are drinking. Nobody gives a shit about who wins and loses. Yeah, yeah. The talk is more about anything but the game. Mm. You know, like ideas, whatever. Like, like the game's not so intense that you have to. Like that. That's one of the the reasons. One of the board games I I used to like like groups I used to like going to was. Uh, quite fun to go to is it was more about the socializing it was less about the winning and losing but how do you so i struggle with that sometimes because if a game is fun i i want to i get into it right like i'm focused on the game on like what i'm doing and what everyone else is doing and that's fun to me if if i'm having to switch switch between focusing on the game and having a conversation with other people it, it kind of detracts from the experience. Right. Is that, but, th- but that's the thing. Like when you, when you like, so one of the things that would happen is you would go and 
um, you would go and uh, one of the first things they would say is they would have a speech about how this is not about winning tonight. It's about meeting new people. It's about engaging. Mm, okay. It's about the friend. Like, yeah. like setting the directive before really does change. Because I'm like you normally. Like I'm like, I want to fucking win. Right. all the time <laughs> like i'm gonna destroy people right like yeah and uh, and also like sidebar drinking is like me taking steroids like i don't know mm. what it is i get way better at every game ever mm. i think it's because anxiety is taken away it's right. just i have no anxiety and inhibition at a certain level right like it's like yeah 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 mm. so like it's a tough one because i definitely have been in those circumstances where I go to a gaming group and these people are just way too serious about a game and it, it, it just stops being fun for me. Right. Yeah. Cause they're just too intense about it. But at the same time, I want to engage with the game on a greater level than I could by, if I'm thinking about having a conversation with all these people and, and, and all of this stuff. So I don't really know where a good balance is. Right. But, like when you're when you're signing up to this games group, right? Your goal is to meet people, is to talk to people. So you're expecting to play a game that's not so like intensive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is like you're gonna be rolling a single dice, moving a camel, and it's like you hop another person's camel. Like it's not it's not taking a lot out of you so that you, you have more mental fortitude to talk to people and engage. Yeah, that's that for sure, I guess that. And you can be, you can, you can be your competitive self. It just doesn't take a lot to be your competitive self. Do you know what I mean? The games yeah. are so simple. You're not like strategically, you know. That, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I also like if I played a game enough where I've gotten it down really good, then I can do that. And that that to me is like the pinnacle of gaming. It's like where you where it's a relatively complex game but I played it enough and everyone else that I'm with has played it enough that we can not constantly think about it the entire time. We're playing, yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be ideal for me, but you can't have that when you go to these gaming groups where it's just a new board game all the time or it's a right. new card game all the time. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And that is one of the problems because they, they want to keep it fresh for people that have been there for like a year, right? you know, but like, yeah, with the turnover rate, that is one of the things. Although, yeah, they ended up being like crazy scammers. So oh, yeah, that was pretty, yeah. Anyways, it was a whole. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, um, the other thing. So particularly with, Magic the Gathering, because I had a group of people where we would get together and play Magic the Gathering. And that um, that game is kind of unique in the sense that you can keep it fresh without having to um, learn new rules, right? Like you you just build a new deck and there's you know okay. 50,000 cards in the game. So um, it's, it takes a lot longer to get bored of. So it was a good, it was a good thing to meet with a, a group of people, play that game, keep it light, keep it casual. The problem is, is that people just, something trips in their head, right? Like some people cannot stop, right? They just have to go. And Magic's the kind of game where if you spend three, $400, 
you can build a deck that's just going to demolish everyone else. Right. Right. And it's like, I, I don't those. And then some people, they, they can't resist the temptation to be that person who just goes in yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and then it, it's no fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we had, I had the same issue with, um, like battle tech and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like someone was like, I just beat you cause I played, you know, 45 Fenris D's and I was like, right, you can play 40, not 45 Fenris D's, but well, come on. Right. Like I, I've always had that same problem in gaming. It's like, you, you know, like I constantly TK people. Uh, and for those people that don't game team kill, okay. uh, the the people that like sit in glitches in this game i play day of infamy mm. where it's like they'll sit in a glitch and just shoot for hours killing these bot soldiers and they don't they can't be killed where they're sitting right and they right. find that enjoyable to cheat at a game like yeah. it's like who are you like what are you accomplishing here like why not just accomplish these legit like i hate getting achievements in a illegitimate way yeah uh, i remember reading an article a while back that put it so perfectly that it's always stuck in my mind and they said there's two kinds of gamers they're the kinds of gamers who wanted to learn a new skill they're all about mastering the skill that the game is challenging them with and then there's another type of gamer that they're all about the image of the game, right. right they want to be the one with the flashy skins in a video game yeah at the higher levels all of that they want to it's about them presenting this awesome thing right it's bobby lee bobby lee yeah, yeah. I, I i'm sure he spends like what i would consider absurd amounts of money on gaming mm, yeah like like when you hear that people spend like $32,000 on a mobile game like a right. handheld mobile game you're like yeah. what like yeah, yeah you could have bought a car and like uh, man. but that's the thing right it's like for me I, I don't understand why someone wants to sort of exploit a game in that way because to me the fun in the game is to go through the puzzle or the the reflex or whatever the game is trying to challenge me to do the the fun for me is is knowing that i can rise to that occasion and and beat that challenge yeah and accomplish something yeah 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 but also the showy thing is weird to me too because like i still like we grew up in the area where gaming was not cool so it's Mm -hmm. like uh like if you're if you're telling me you know like at a at a some meetup like you're like yeah i've got 104 call of duty skins right (laughs) that's not that's not cool to me like i'm i'm like what like yeah yeah that's true like gaming's cool but like if you're telling me about your skins like dude you need more shit going on in your life right that's not a yeah when did it change from being a nerd hobby to being cool oh once women that the whole like there was some like uh cultural shift with um tv in my opinion Mm. like like big bang kind of thing like where uh women suddenly turned like they're like yeah we love nerds now yeah yeah so then nerd culture got embraced for a while to an egregious point and then it's come back a bit now (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you know but then the the non-nerds out there have taken from that nerd culture explosion the things that they 
find fun. One of those is video games, right? Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely less shame around sharing. Yeah, you're into gaming, but there's still <laughs> to me stigma around like if your life entirely revolves around it. It's like yeah, yeah. To me, it's like that. Yeah. Well, there's also An um, there's also games. It's kind of it's kind of switched now where video gaming is not considered nerdy but there's still games out there within video gaming that aren't cool right mm-hmm. like i play a, i played a game called factorio i have like 300 hours in the game and that was that's 300 hours on steam and i played a shit ton of it before it even came to steam and that game is the nerdiest fucking thing it sounds like it yeah oh yeah it's totally and People would still look at me strange, um, like if they didn't already know what it was about, right? right? So even within culturally accepted activities, I can still find a way to nerd out and stuff like that. Right. So, um, so I, I was telling you that I'm in a crazy amount of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I tell you that? You told me that. You haven't told me why. Yeah. So. I didn't. I, it takes me a long time to realize there's something wrong, kind of thing. Right, right. So like I don't. I don't notice patterns, but like I should have known the moment I started smoking weed again, there was something wrong because that's mm-hmm. usually like something's going on. So basically, like uh, I yesterday had an appointment with my vasectomy doctor because I've had nothing but issues for like a year now and so it's like i've been one of the unlucky three percent that's whatever Mm -hmm. constantly at issues and so anyways i kind of got had big relieving news yesterday because i thought i was just going to kind of be broken forever like you know i I totally catastrophized the whole thing it's like oh i'm just fucked now you know And, and he's like but yeah like it was crazy because um like I didn't really know I was in pain at all. Go in there and he just touches a certain spot and I like wanted to fucking die. I was like, oh, holy shit. shit. And he's like, yeah, that might be why you're wanting to smoke weed like every two hours and like mm-hmm. you're, you're not on pain pills, whatever. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I, I was just like, it, it was wild. I also, I had a panic attack like in his office, like, for me to for me to like even in the car ride like so I had a friend drive me and she just kept asking me if I was okay because for me to not be saying anything I'm so in my head about what's about to happen or mm-hmm. getting the worst news of my life whatever and so yeah anyways just full on panic deck the dude was like yeah no these are the steps we'll take and ultimately, like, yeah, at least there's a light at the end of the tunnel now, which is why, like, I'm a bit more like, holy shit, okay, I feel like I've dodged a bullet. Nothing's too, too, not nothing's as terrible as my mind makes it out to be. So there's a clear path to recovery from the source of pain. Yeah, but it could be terrible. Like, ultimately, like, it could lead to me having to do a reversal in, like, a year's time. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's a long... That's a long fucking time to be in more pain. Right. You know what I mean? Like, signing up for another year. But, like, there's also, like, cortisol shots before that. But, like, I, I do wish someone had said, like, hey, you're going in for, like, genital mutilation surgery tomorrow, eh? And I would be like, 
am I? Yeah. You know, it's like, I shouldn't, I should have thought about it. Like, like just, yeah, I should, I should have thought about it in that maybe, but I'm only thinking about that because it went wrong for me. Right. Yeah. Well, there's to in my mind, there's something extra, um, frustrating about complications that came out of a, an elective procedure, something that you didn't have to have done, but you just decided. Yeah. And now it's, now there's problems with it. It's like, you're just like, fuck. Well, it feeds, it feeds right into my, like, I'm being punished, like, narrative. Oh, uh, what, what do you mean punished? That sounds like a, a latent Christian guilt kind of thing going on there. Oh, it just, like, it just, like, it's just, like, you want, you want the benefit of taking control of uh, birth shit while you got to feel like you're getting sacked every, yeah. you know every one in six times you'll have to have two weeks where it's terrible. It's mm-hmm. just like, Oh my God. Like, no, like fuck. Yeah. But I, I, I can't see that. I don't see the punishment angle because something like getting a vasectomy is a good thing, right? No, but that's what I'm saying. You can't have a good thing without a bad thing. So for me, getting a vasectomy is awesome. It's like sweet. I yeah. don't have to worry about getting someone pregnant anymore. The bad news is I occasionally now get sacked and have all these physical pain downsides. Yeah, but but that's because you're looking at it from a, a, the personal benefit that it gives you. But you should also think you did a good thing for society, right? Not not in the sense that you remove your your genes from ever. Oh no, that is a <laughs> that is a good thing. But for I mean, society. you you what it doesn't. Um, I don't know if you've heard the term antinatalist before. Nope. I mean, there's a certain philosophical... I think I can get what it is, though. Yeah, they, they think that it's unethical to have children. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like that guy that sued his parents. Yeah, like it's it's like their basic principle is that um, life has within it inherent suffering and tragedy. To create a life, you're basically creating more suffering and tragedy. So you you're very welcome to look at it that way and say no this you don't deserve to be punished because what you're doing is actually good right no i I, but like it's it's not it's it's just about like the way my it's like the universe my life universe yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like the like just like of course it didn't go smoothly do i mean right like i can never think of all the times that it did go smoothly but like all the things i worried we're going to take ages and they just, you know, whoop. Yeah. They turn yeah. out to be solved immediately. Right. But yeah. Anyways, that, that's been a, a big, um, yeah. Revelation. Cause I, cause yeah, I, I just, I honestly just didn't know I was in super pain. And so, and I also, but here's the, here's the great part of it. Okay. I have never gotten, I generally hate, medical doctors okay mm-hmm. but like i've never gotten a more hilarious prescription i think i could think of a few that were pretty good mm. but this one this one tops a lot so he's like i'm saying to him i'm like okay are we am i supposed to be like i know i should be i said something about like uh like i think i've been ruining it by getting off too much or whatever like you know it's like should i be letting this heal up and he's like no actually opposite he's like you should just be going crazy 
Okay. He's like, that would be better for you. And I was like, <laughs> so doctor, let me get this straight. You're telling me to come more? And he's like, yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Which is like, I never thought a professional would be telling me, you're supposed to go watch more porn. It's like, okay, perfect. I'll, yeah, well, that's that's the the thing with believing that things that benefit you personally, you should feel guilty about, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, it's a good thing to do this thing. And now it's, now it's not only is it a good thing in the sense, well, I think in the broader sense, it's pretty neutral, but if it's actually helping you heal, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's. We'll see how it goes. I, it, the, the thing is like, it's so painful. That's why you stop doing it. So like, yeah. he, he's like, I get it. It's painful. So you stop doing it, but then it, you know, makes it worse. And, then it's you should be doing it more and it's a whole thing right like it's a it's a you you basically have to push through pain which i'm not good at doing like i'm i hate pain like i don't i don't do well with long-term pain stuff like short term it's like sure break my arm knee whatever it's like okay that kind of shit you know it's it's like heal here's your heal date yeah this is like really scary like long-term like could fuck up my favorite thing in life, which is sex. So it's like, holy shit, if this all breaks down, like, cause like there's nothing that would mentally satisfy me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I, I feel like there's a lot of women that could have like their, their sexual organs destroyed, but still like have a sex life oh, mentally yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Possibly. I would for sure kill myself if stuff stopped working. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way I would torture myself the rest of my life, like having. Yeah, I've heard you mention that before. That once, like you've said before, that once you can no longer have sex, it's like you don't want to continue. <laughs> Instantly done. Yeah. Instantly done. In in retrospect, it's kind of amazing that you actually went in for a surgery where they're cutting into. I know this thing that is the source of meaning in your life. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, but, but I was convinced to, because it was kind of like, I I thought about it and I started to feel guilty about always having women get IUDs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And Mm -hmm. like, it seems painful and like some go really poorly. Like I had one girl, it went really poorly for her. And so she super blamed me for the, you know, whatever. Um, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, but it's kind of like, it's it's just like, it's the, this is kind of the only option because like condoms really don't fucking work for me. Yeah, like they, they suck. I agree. They just instantly start hurting me. So it's like, I would, I would rather just not do it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd, right. I'd be like, let's do other stuff. Like I, let's not, because yeah. it's going to hurt too much. Like No, oh. I, I agree. It's, they suck. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that's the thing. I the, What I would be teaching in schools is, the, the way I would lower like teen pregnancy is talk instead of trying to like do uh, what's the Republican angle? Don't have sex until you're married. I think absent uh, abstinence. Yeah. Abstinence only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So instead of having that abstinence only approach, you teach the benefits of fingering and 69ing and all right, this other right. shit because it's like, those aren't going to lead to pregnancies. It's like, guys, spend your teens getting great at this shit like it it's all gonna matter and like piv is great but it's like condoms are gonna ruin it for you anyway like wait till you're with someone that like 
matters. Yeah, but can or, you really expect teenage boys to not go the full the the whole way around the bases, right? Like Right, but I'm ju- but I'm just saying like this like that's a cultural thing that like you could try to shift. Yeah, I'm not maybe, necessarily maybe, saying yeah. it would work, but I'm saying it's just like a it's no, an idea towards true. not not putting the PIV is the pinnacle, you know, like it's yeah, like I I'm not a a fan of using condoms, but I do have to recognize that for um, people who aren't in a committed relationship or someone that's young and hasn't isn't sure yet if the person they're with is going to be the person they're with forever, um, or they're somewhat promiscuous. There's a lot of reasons to use condoms, right? Like, not just pregnancy. Like, STDs are mm-hmm. the big one, right? Yeah. I'm much more scared of things like HIV than I am of a accidental pregnancy. Oh, there's no way. HIV? Who gives a shit anymore? What? What do you mean? <laughs> why, why, why? You haven't heard not... the news? No one gives a shit about HIV anymore. Yeah, they they can. I, I guess they've cured two people now of HIV two people out of the millions of people that have got it cured too but they've brought other people down to negative viral load so like you yeah, can't yeah. get anybody else so so you have to take uh medications for the rest of your life and your life isn't going to be as long as it would have been if you hadn't got HIV right like this is a chronic illness that's going to be Sure, but like, but it's no longer like you're dying in your, you know, forties. It's like these guys are dying in their late eighties. It's like that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Except that you have to take medication daily for the rest of your life. Sure, but like hetero transmission, not Mm. that, not that much. Right, your chances are quite low. Yeah, I don't know. It's still, I think. That's worse than having a kid? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Oh, well, I mean... Fuck so, no. But the thing is, so maybe having a kid, maybe having a getting a girl pregnant who decides that abortion is wrong and carries it to term, and then you're stuck paying child support for 20 years, um, that might suck as well. But getting a girl pregnant isn't automatically going to be that, right? There is possibilities right yeah but i don't want to take those chances do you know how drastically having a kid would alter my life like yeah yeah i just i feel like it's a challenge that's much easier to rise above than than taking a pill every day yeah you think having to schedule and like with like a person to have kid Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, I guess for me, it's because I'm so health focused. It's like if I'm healthy, everything else is just easier to do, right? To me, health is like the main, is like the bedrock of, of my life experiences, and yeah. and if that goes, then everything else is harder. Oh, right? Having a like honestly, having a kid, yeah, it's, it would be a lot to do, but I, I'm pretty sure I could easily handle it it's a it's a nightmare to me like and that's why yeah ultimately i 
I, I wish I could remember now the question I ultimately asked myself about the vasectomy, but I mm. think it was something along those lines. Like, what is your nightmare scenario in life? It's like that one slips the goalie, girl decides to have it. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I, and I think, I think partially it's because uh, my first girlfriend, she, we just had this, like, eye-opening conversation we accidentally stumbled on the point that she was like oh i would never get an abortion i was like oh i'm never gonna fuck you then (laughs) like this is gonna end soon like for sure you know like i that's when i realized like i i genuinely have a a serious fear around i i don't know where it comes from yeah that's interesting i i don't share that fear at all um but I, i can see it i can understand because it is a huge commitment and a, yeah. a drastic change to your life. So you know, like 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 if I was Fifty Cent, right? Like like yeah. his lyrics, right? Like where he says, uh, you know, have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire. Mm. You know, it's like yeah, if I had the money Fifty had, I wouldn't. I I probably wouldn't have give as much about having kids as like it's not a it's not a moral issue for me. It's just right. like a. I can't fathom at this point in my life having financial responsibilities on top of what I'm already trying to do. Yeah, know? that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. So I that, think I think for me it would be the time investment. Like I don't the financial responsibility doesn't bother me, but it it would bother me that like oh I have to go shopping for diapers and I have to clean this and cook that and um I have to teach them this and well jeremy's got an earache and you're at the er yeah at, e- yeah. Thir- at, at 3 30. yeah like that's that's the kind of thing that bothers me but then in the same token i'm thinking to myself n- now at this point in life what am i doing that's so important mm-hmm. right like why do i why am i holding on to my time so 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 much right mm-hmm. like why couldn't i just give it away to to some other life form to help it develop and stuff like that that's my <laughs> their life form <laughs> yeah. you talk about kids so hilariously this is the, I mean, <laughs> this is the furthering the species the mars talk yeah well it i mean it is a parasitic life form. i, I get what you mean but i but i think that that's the other thing too right like i feel like i would ultimately rise to the occasion of being a mm. You know, like a co-parent kind of thing. Like we would set something up that you know, whatever. But like, man, I don't, I don't want to have to work that hard in life. Yeah, true. true. Like I don't have that much energy. That would be, like, I'm overextended even just from those two doctor's appointments yesterday, right? So yeah. if I had to then be like, all right, I got to go pick up little Cole at school at three thirty, and then bring him home and like be with him for two hours and cook him. It's like, fuck that. Like I'm, I'm yeah, I'm getting out of this somehow. Like uh, (laughs) I understand that completely. I'm I'm the same way. I wish I wasn't. I wish I could just effortlessly do all of those things and not feel like this existential grief about it. But I do. Yeah. And, And it's the same with me and one night stands and STIs. It's like not a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, I, right. I just I won't do it because I'm like like I, I'm like you. I had I I don't know how you arrived to it, but like for me, it was two nurse parents, right? And so mm. it's just like, uh, man, STIs are like 
I never want to get one in my life. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's just like, let's knock on wood, never ever get one of these. I mean, some of them are no problem but some of them suck i still want i still want to have that clean record it's like it's like a gaming thing for me it's like i want to go undefeated yeah that's fair that's yeah. yeah i something about never failing is like a it's a it's a source of pride in a way but mm-hmm. yeah okay i wanted to talk to you about um do you think fashion matters yeah right you mentioned that the other yeah. time <laughs> well in what sense do you mean matters? Well, like, um, I feel like for myself, like I try to dress myself in a way that I think is going to project well to others. And I feel that controls a more positive outcome as a result. Right. Because we know people rightly or wrongly tend to treat people better if they're dressed well. Yeah. Like that's, or, or look good or, or whatever. Right. And so like, that's why I would say fashion does matter is that you, you, you also communicate, you know, like if you're wearing like a, like a, a, like a a face mask with like a skull, right. It's communicating like, don't fuck with me. Like, don't, I don't want you to talk to me. Like, don't you know green hair and like yeah yeah so there's i guess the the distinction there is there's fashion that's a an expression of of yourself in the sense of what you want to put forward but then there's also fashion as a way to um conform and be like everybody else right that's where i have the problem is like a lot of fashion is just is 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 dictated to us by celebrities and and people who have a higher status than us right and we're just trying to be more like we're trying to emulate these our betters in in this way right like that's what fashion seems like to me a lot of the times right okay like sure if it's self-expression if it's if it's saying yeah this is this is the image i want to put forward that's fine but it's also if the image you want to put forward is just to look like a celebrity. Yeah. I, I can't imagine wanting to like like style my image based off one person though. It's more like yeah. they would teach you like these color combinations are good. And then like the reason fashion's fun is because like what fits well on my body might not fit well on your body. Probably not. Right. 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 We'd have distinctly different. Yeah. Or just, or just the notion of being able to pull something off. Right. Like you can pull off that look. I can't pull off that look and I can pull off this look, but you can't. For sure. For sure. Yeah, totally. You might rock a sweater vest. I don't think I could do a sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could probably do a sweater vest. Because <laughs> you kind of, you kind of might come across as like more um, British or Scottish or right, you know, right. intelligent. Like, uh, just bring a pipe. Just bring a pipe. <laughs> nail it. <laughs> Harvard grad type. Yeah, but the the question is, where do? I, I guess for me, it's not fashion. It's trends that bother me mm. within fashion, right? Like. Where do trends come from? Fast fashion, you mean? Well, not 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 necessarily fast fashion. Uh, that's a tongue twister. Um, I'm t- I'm talking about like just fashion as a in general, like 
you're not going to wear a suit that looks like a suit that your father wore, right? It, fashion has changed since, you know, yeah. he was your age, right? But you might do it, but you would like edit the suit. Yeah. To bring yeah. it in tighter to modern fashion, right? Right. And so the question is where these movements within fashion, these trends, where do they come from? Mm-hmm. Why does it change? And where's the source of these changes? Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, now, like, it's crazy to see, like, even a place like what ha- what's happening on TikTok, for example. Like, people mm-hmm. making their own clothes and stuff like that is really catching on. Like, people go to thrift stores, buy massive, like, um, Sesame Street drapes and make jeans out of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, stuff like that. And, like, so, like, I think that those kind of arenas dictate a lot of where fashion's coming from now. Like, I don't think it's necessarily as much as it used to be from Paris, whatever. Maybe not. And that, to me, that to me would be a positive change, right? If, if fashion was more democratized in that way. But it has for a long time been coming from people who perceive to be at a higher status. Like it's, it's um, have, you, have you heard the term cargo cult before? No. So the, apparently in World War II, um, what, there was, there's all these islands in the Pacific that there's these Aboriginal people that live on them. And what happened in World War II is, is um, the U.S. would come and they'd set up a base on one of these islands, and that would be a boon for the island. The island would suddenly ha- have access to all these different um, consumer goods that they didn't before, right? And so what happened is when they left, in some cases, the culture on that island would build like landing strips for planes as a way because they didn't understand why this these people had come and given them all the stuff suddenly are gone, right? <laughs> yeah. And so they thought, oh, if we build a landing strip, then maybe the planes will come back and give right. us this stuff, right? Yeah. And I feel like that psychology happens a lot in fashion where it's like, oh. This person is super successful. Everybody likes them. They dress this way. If I also dress this way, I'm going to have that success and everyone's going to like me as well. Right? You think most people with, with in fashion, like into fashion, think, look with that mindset. You think? I, yeah, I think it's, I think that it's just part of human psychology. It's something we all do. Um, and that we don't recognize, we don't realize that we're doing it. Okay. I don't really, I, cause again, like I don't, I don't ever see like one person and think, Oh, I want to look like that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I see the shirt on a person that has a body type like me. And it's like, Oh, that would work well with something I have. Right. And you think that's what you're doing, but maybe what you're really doing is you're looking at people that have the life that you want and saying, Oh, I, that shirt looks really would look really good on me. But you think it's purely about the body type, but in actuality, you're trying to emulate the lifestyle. See, and my counterpoint to that would be going to a bar. It happens at bars. Yeah. I don't know anything about their lives. True. That's a good point. Yeah. So like, you know, I just, I'm making a bunch of assumptions about the guy at a bar. Like if, if that was the motivation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that in those circumstances, like you're seeing a shirt 
or pants or whatever that you think looks good, right? You're mm -hmm. like, oh, that person has a similar body type to me and that shirt looks really cool, right? But what what is what is happening in your mind when you look at that shirt and it looks cool is it's putting together all of these different signals that you have collected through your day to day and it's saying, yes, this fits within that whole system that my brain has created that says this is the right thing to wear at this point in time, right? Right. You're thinking, you're thinking more like I, I see the guy as like, oh, like I want to be that guy in some way. Or you thought that about a similar looking shirt at some point. And now your brain is picking up on that, that signal that it, it got previously. And you're saying, oh, this, this fits within that, that general signal that has been brought to me by all of these people of a higher status than me, right? I don't, I don't get the higher status. Well, thing. think, think about, think about advertising, right? Like, I, I guess, no, no, no. I, okay. I, I should say there, there's a higher status even in, in, so like if I'm, if I'm looking at the person, you're, you're right. If the, if I don't think the person is like res worthy of respect for whatever, whatever I yeah. deem res like, right you know, to be worthy of respect, which is generally looks or a person's crazy good fashion or mm -hmm. something or, you know, perceived wealth, like all that shit, unfortunately, is what I yeah, yeah. care about. Right. Yeah. And so, like, if any of those markers are part of it, you're right. Then it, it's like that's that's probably why I'm actually into it, because I don't I don't look at the 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 the, you know, college student that's like right. rocking the yeah whatever and yeah like a terrible haircut and mm -hmm. whatever like it's like mm, no i because i don't i don't envy that in any way like there's no i don't feel like i can learn anything from that yeah or, exactly that's right. why that's why i think um when you look at fashion trends the difference between uh men's fashion trends and women's fashion trends it's like men men's fashion moves slower because we're actually looking at in a lot of cases we're looking at people that are older than us and we're admiring them and so we're getting our fashion cues from them whereas for women their fashion comes from like women that are in their early 20s right because that's when society puts women on the highest pedestal that they'll ever be on is when they're in their yeah early 20s and so that's why their fashion moves faster because their signals are coming from um younger people right right i never thought about that that we we look to older as yeah. a yeah that's that's absolutely true yeah and i mean i guess um like i i it's a it's a function of our society and it's a function of how humans operate i don't think it's going to change ever it just kind of bothers me <laughs> Right. Like I don't want to be that person. I am to some degree. Um, but I don't, I don't want to like champion it. Right. I don't see, see, I don't know. It doesn't bother me because I don't see anything that's like a biological instinct being a problem. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't like the fast fashion industry at all, right? right? Like there's things that I can still hate within it, but it's yeah. I, I don't mind people admiring people for having good fashion or. Yeah, and I definitely, I definitely want a place for self-expression, right? I think that's when fashion is at its best, is when you're able. Because yeah, it, it's nice to be able to control how other people look at you, right? To say at this point in time, this is what I want to put forward and have everyone actually accept that image of you and all yeah. of that, right? Like there's a, there's a guy on TikTok that I follow that's like a fashion guy and he's like, here's how you rock fedoras or something like that. And he's oh, like, yeah. he, he was trying on these different fedoras and I, I, my comment was like, how to get beat up where I live within <laughs> days. <laughs> like, you know, like right. it's just like, I, I, you, you also have to move to a place where people appreciate fashion. Do you know what I mean? Like, True. like fashion is like, uh, I mean, let's face it. It follows the gaze. Like it's, it's the same yeah, yeah. where the cities are that like, are you know crazy pro gay are typically also fashion capitals yeah well it's about that we talk about cities that who have a lot of culture right yeah versus cities that don't i personally think we live in a city that doesn't have a lot of culture maybe that's changing to some degree but fucking devoid of it but anyways yeah yeah yeah, but yeah you're right it is um like if i lived in like portland or something mm -hmm. right i probably would dress much more different than I do right now. I'd probably be more experimental with how I dress. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, that's the thing. Like even now, like, like, you know, like even the way I dress, like the amount of those like stereotypical, uh, actually, let's not get it. Let's not get into this. Let's, right. let's cut <laughs> this far. <laughs> this will identify way too much about where we live and whatnot. Oh yeah. 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 This is, this is more of a personal, uh, take two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I had, I actually had a more of a thought on that, but oh, I, sorry, on I what? lost it on, on fashion, but I've lost it now. Um, was it about fast fashion? No, no, it's whatever. Don't worry about it. It's a throwaway thought. Comes back to you, come back to you. Yeah. <laughs> My other one on here is um, prejudicial hiring. Remember me asking about Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Why is it wrong? <laughs> why is it wrong? Well, d what is... Pr <laughs> prejudicial hiring well like not based on race religion like so the the reason this came up is because there was a story in montreal about uh like them having a form that said we're looking for a white woman like, yeah and yeah. people were like outraged this form was out in 2021 right right but it's kind of like it got me thinking like well like i wouldn't want to work there if i wasn't the like th this is this is probably going to expose my privilege here for sure, but like, well, so that I think in certain circumstances, the one, for example, that would be the most obvious is like casting calls, right? Like if you are a, a director and you're trying to film a movie and you need to film a white woman character, you're gonna put out a call for white women to audition, right? Mm -hmm. That's not prejudicial at all. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a, in a, in a, 
job that your skin color has no bearing on your ability to do the job, then yeah, it's bullshit, I think. (laughs) But if you think like, ultimately, (laughs) look, I get how this is going to make me sound. (laughs) But like, and again, I think it will expose my privilege. So by all means, let's have that conversation. But like, yeah, I just think there's something like, you know, for example, like if, I was gonna, I was trying to get a job at a barber shop. Like I'm trying to get a shop at a black barber shop, right? Right. Do you not think that's gonna kill their business and culture to have me there? I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't think they're gonna turn me down for being a white dude, right? So like, anyways, it's kind of like, I understand like so to me it's like I understand it's like I would kill your business no one would want to come in there and get a haircut from a white guy and also sit and chat in front of a white dude like right, right. maybe that's maybe just a guess on my part but I'm gonna say most barber shops wouldn't be like cool and progressive wanting a white dude there like there's there's never many scenes where everyone's like let's get another white dude in here well how do you feel about a circumstance where you go to get a job that you're completely qualified for and the person's like yeah you you're totally qualified you'd be do great in this job but you're just not the right culture fit for our company are you cool with them with that and you're just like okay see you later yeah, I might ask like I might a- ask for more specificity, but yeah, like yeah. I I don't want to join, you know, like so if they're like, what do you like to do on weekends? And I'm like, oh, sit at home and game. And they're like, oh, okay, we kind of have a corporate racquetball on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to work at corporate w- w- Saturday. Like it's like right. fuck that. Like I'm right. glad they didn't hire me. I'm glad they had the prejudice against my lazy ass. Like I, yeah, I mean that's. It's hard to argue with that, I guess, right? Because, yeah, it's a good point, right? Culture culture fit w- could matter in a lot of circumstances. And if if you, for, let's just imagine a hypothetical situation where this company is all run by white supremacists, right? Like you don't, you don't a black person would not want to work there, right? Because these people are all racist, mm-hmm. right? So, but then at the same token, it's like, I think we put forward this, idea that we shouldn't be racist right like that shouldn't matter even in the circumstance of the black barbershop those people should be okay with someone who's white cutting their hair right i don't think they should have to yeah i mean because i like that's the thing to me like so a lot of people really want to blend cultures, really want to like make everyone the same and homogenous and blah, blah, blah. I like that there's places black people don't want me to go to. I like that there's places Asians don't want me to find out about that are the best spots to go get, you know, fucking wontons. It's like, like I like that like each culture has their culture where they don't want like, like it's this weird thing where we pretend that like North America is the only like race where, like white people are the only racist people. Right. You hear from every race. They don't want other races, you know, in their, in their areas and blah, blah, blah. Like it's. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. That's a pretty good um, defense of your position for sure. I guess for me, I am, 
I'm, I'm not good with that kind of nuance in these things, right? Like if, if we have this sort of cultural value that skin color shouldn't matter um, in how we judge other people, I can't, I can't handle those exceptions, right? I can't say, oh, well, in this certain circumstance, it's okay for these, this black barbershop to, to want to keep things within their community. Um, it, it doesn't work for me. Like I need, I mean, it's, it's like, okay, if we decide as a society, skin color doesn't matter, then let's just wash all of that yeah. away and let's just all be yeah. colorblind, right? Yeah. That's what I want ultimately. Okay, so you say that, but let, let's say your life went a bit differently, okay? Right, right. Let's say, hypothetically, these are my favorite things to do. <laughs> hypothetically, that you are um, a pastor, and now federally, like you cannot ask about race, religion, anything. Like there's no indications. Applications are blank. Right. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And a chapel in Detroit hires you as a minister. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it's a Southern Baptist church. And it's a congregation of 700 black people. Yeah. You're telling me that's not going to be a problem for you to be preaching to black people each week. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it probably will make me uncomfortable for sure. But that, I, that's the world you want. It's like that's going to ruin black churches for one. Yeah, well, that's that's the price that we have to pay for for unity, right? But unity's boring. <laughs> this is what nobody gets is like if we don't have diversity, it's boring. Uh, I mean, yes. You can be unified while being diverse. Yeah, but I want the diversity to not be tied to skin color. Right. If I want to like the if I want to say grow up within black culture, listen to hip hop and dress like that and do all of that stuff. But I'm white. I don't want that to be a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. I want that. I want everyone to to have the cultural um, experience that they want to have. Right. A, mm -hmm. a, a, an Asian person who comes to Canada and grows up in Canadian culture. Uh, loves hockey, loves poutine, whatever. There, there's no problem with that, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to, how I want the world to work, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think we just disagree on this one because it's kind of like in the same way that like I never minded the idea that if I went to go a club and tried to get in and they threw me out or like didn't let me in because I was too ugly or whatever. It's like, right. yeah, I get it. You guys have a cool spot. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. go find my, I'll go find my knee. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm more, it, it's just kind of accepting of the way shit is. I, I'm, I, I get that. And I'm totally on board with accepting, like, I don't want to be around people that aren't, comfortable with me being there like fuck them right mm -hmm. but i just want more broad strokes for people to just say okay let's just be more comfortable with everyone in general right yeah but i think i yeah oh man we could go on about race <laughs> stuff for no but i i ever. i will say that your perspective is definitely very interesting and i think it needs 
like it definitely should be talked about more in that regard because I think a lot of people feel that way and there's kind of this tension between um, sort of this anti-racist movement and people still wanting to keep that kind of diversity alive right yeah well well but that's the thing like if someone like if someone classified me as like a racist or or uh pro keep everyone separate anything it's like they'd be way off with that right like it's it's entirely about let's just ask questions like back in the day Mm -hmm. like i remember thinking like is talking about slavery constantly actually positive or does it just make white people constantly think about race and constantly Mm -hmm. worry about how they interact and constantly be on these eggs like like does that actually help or would it be better if two people are just bonding without this whole like that being the number one th- unspoken elephant right. in the room right like, i i definitely have wondered that as well right like i think if you put children in a circumstance where they're around people of other races they just naturally don't develop those prejudices right yeah and then but then if you then assault them with these media all this media about you know this is how the way the world works white people and black people are supposed to hate each other or white people are supposed to be racist assholes and and um oppress black people then you you're, you start to add that into the the mix and it's not a good thing to do that right yeah. Oh, I thought I thought the I thought the point you were going to make was just that like if you are exposed to a, a bunch of like a broad spectrum of people growing up, you're more you're more able to not take in those messages because it's like you know that not to be true. It's like, well, no, I grew up with black people. We actually had no issues ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, like like totally. Fox News telling me there's this division, it's like it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's a good point. I I definitely think that's the case but but i mean maybe that isn't how it works like maybe it is the case that you can grow up in a certain circumstance and you think this is how the world works and then you're exposed to sort of the wider um cultural narratives and you're like okay well this has got to be true somewhere Mm. right like that's the way i look at it like because i grew up in a very ethnically diverse community and I, I see all this stuff about racism and prejudice and I think, okay, well that that's gotta be true somewhere in North America. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. in the States, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I definitely, but you, you see a lot. I mean, we've, didn't we talk about it here? Like, uh, there, I had like an incident at McDonald's. I see racism here all the time. Do you? Yeah, yeah I do a lot, but like generally not, Again, it's always, you know, older people, blah, blah, blah. Most most people our age here did grow up with pretty diverse. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't run into... I may find people that say things that are, like, off-color or whatever, but, like, I have yet to meet, like, a hardcore racist racist. Right. Same. Right? Because I feel like it's, it's, it's quite hard to do here. So, like, if it, like, you know, for example, if you're like, oh, I just... I think all ethnicities are gross and I'd never be served by them. It's like, okay, well, good luck operating here. Right, true. <laughs> like you're, you're not getting food from anywhere, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have a hard time um, imagining these people. Like I heard that story about that dude that started physically assaulting an elderly Asian lady down in the States. I don't know. No, is why I don't pay attention to the news. Like it's just terrible. Yeah, well, it, it made a lot of news because she actually had some piece of wood or a bat or something and she just beat the shit out of this guy oh, really? to the point where he had to be hospitalized oh, really? so it's kind of hilarious but i just don't understand why that even took place like why how can someone have an issue with an elderly asian lady like it's yeah it's so far removed from my experiences that i don't get it at all right i always i always just think mental illness could be yeah could be yeah and like I, I and then also always incentive. It's like, was this just a weird robbing thing, and it had nothing to do with the the fact she was Asian? But then the news made it about Could her be being Asian. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, was this just a regular like a guy trying to rob her and just got the shit kicked out of him? And like because it ended in the way it did, it was a story. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean that's very possible. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to discuss with race. Um, it's an interesting subject. Like growing up, the the my high school was like entirely like I, I think I mentioned it on here before, but like everybody was just super saying the most racist shit ever to each mm-hmm. other. That was the time to make really inappropriate jokes with everybody and blah, 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 and like get it out of your system, whatever. Right. And then you grow up and you learn you can't say that shit anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's kind of like, I think the problem is a lot of people don't have that experience, right? You go to an all white school, you never get the opportunity during those like young years when you're trying to figure out boundaries, whatever, and all this shit. And so, like, you find out about stuff when you're like, 2021 but like now you don't know if it's okay to ask or if it's okay to talk about or if it's yeah you know is this okay to joke about or whatever it's like you find that shit all out when you're 14 15 nobody cares enough at that point like nobody's yeah it's hard to explain no nobody's learned nobody's entrenched enough in their culture to really care either at that point yeah. Do you well, know what I mean? Like your identity around your culture seems to develop like later. I mean, that's true for a lot of things, right? Like definitely for for boys, um, being a teenager is, is about testing the limits of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Like what can you get away with, right? Is a big part of mm-hmm. the teenage experience, right? Mm-hmm. So that could be very true. I definitely, like I don't, I could be just not remembering it, but I don't remember a lot of like racial stuff growing up but i did go to a school that was incredibly ethnically diverse probably not to the standards today but for the 90s it was Mm -hmm. you know like there was um a lot of different ethnicities all trying to go to school together and there were there was a lot of tension i remember between all these different groups and it was just like the, the the amount of tension there was you the jokes just weren't gonna happen right you're just like no i don't want to say a joke because otherwise i'm gonna get my ass beat by 30 people of some other see and that's the thing that was part of the joke at my school Mm. like that's that's how they would fire back at me is they'd be like we're gonna get the asian gang to come fucking kill you and shit like that for saying what you did you know what i mean like so it it, it's just kind of like 
Yeah, I knew like I knew there was actual gang shit at, our, my, at my school, but I knew these guys had nothing to do. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. Anyways, yeah. So, so yeah, maybe within like a within like your your friend group, there was probably that with me as well. I just I'm not remembering it. Yeah, but it, I'm for sure we made jokes like that. Well, and if you were online, Jesus Christ, like yeah, nineties right. was full of like. I I remember like how common it was for people to call each other Jews and stuff like that at the time. Yeah. Like that was prevalent in Counter-Strike. Like it was like, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a strange individual, I think, because my online persona is not that much different than my real life persona. Yeah. Right. Like I, I generally, the things that I say online are things that I would be okay Defending in person. Yeah, like I never um, use the internet as a way to like, as an outlet for racial epitaphs that I was burning in my heart to to, to express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never the case for me. No. I definitely have have issues with online, which is why I just don't talk to people online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it definitely escalates because I see everything through a negative lens. So if you see everything through a negative lens things test, tend to escalate. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what lens I think I, I'm a lot of times online, I'm looking for uh, conflict and argumentation and stuff like that. So I could care less if the person is negative about it. In fact, if a person breaks down and gets angry and swears at me online, mm-hmm. that's like, to me, that's victory. That's the, the best. So satisfying. <laughs> I, it, it took me a long time to realize that keeping control was winning. Yeah. Like I used to be the guy that was like, it took me a long time to learn. Like the guy raging out is the guy losing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And so like, I think that's why I generally got so good at it. Like, uh, but of course I still have my shit so i occasionally get uh banned from tons of stuff oh yeah yeah well i i've been banned i get banned because i'll say something too controversial yeah like i remember getting banned from a website for saying that people weren't born gay or something like that (laughs) right and and people were just like fuck this guy right yeah yeah. I, i was young i don't necessarily i don't necessarily want to say i currently believe that statement but, yeah and i don't think i did at the time i just yeah. wanted to to start a conversation yeah. right well did i tell you that one of my cousins like like was telling a story and felt comfortable to share this story in front of like six people no you didn't about how she asked her co-worker when he chose to be gay oh wow that's interesting I have really stupid cousins is what I learned that day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, well, the... the um... I feel so... I, this, this is a big regret for me because I, I wish I had spoken up. I, I just didn't. I, I was right. like absolutely shocked. Like it was one of those like someone has whipped their pants down in a place where you wouldn't expect it. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like right. you're so caught off guard that someone is this stupid in this day and age. <laughs> well, the the if I can recall the arguments that I was making when I made that post, how, you know, 15 years ago, the the point that I made that I remember was about ketchup. I, I said online, I was like, I 
despise ketchup. I hate ketchup. Um, I don't think that's a choice. I don't think I chose to hate ketchup, but I also don't think I was born to hate ketchup, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's got to be some other yeah, yeah. middle ground. That was the, that was the argument that I made yeah. back then. I, the thing I always get into the argument about is why are we arguing about this? Oh yeah. Okay. Like who cares? Right. Like, like, like the, again, back to your thing of always being a distraction. It's like, why are we talking about when someone chooses to be gay or not gay or all this stuff? It's like, what are they currently? Are they gay? Are they happy? Are they True. not gay? Are they yeah. happy? Totally. Totally. It's, it's a pointless argument because it doesn't matter. It's still a perfectly valid lifestyle choice if it is a choice, right? I think back then, this was um, early 2000s, um, there was still a lot of, of anti-gay sen- sentiment out. And so a lot of people were saying, well, this isn't a choice. This is just the way they are. We shouldn't look down on them for it. My perspective is we shouldn't look down on them for it because it's perfectly valid regardless of if it's a choice or not, right? (laughs) Like that shouldn't matter at all. It shouldn't be a factor in it. Yeah, totally. That is the right answer, 100%. That's fair. Yeah. 